0: Welcome to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. I am your uh, trusty tour guide, Sarah Gonzalez. And we have got a lot to cover today, including the border bill that appears to be DOA, which, good, good riddance to that. Um, We've also got, you know, uh, more on illegal immigration. And wouldn't you know, Joe Biden apparently is not for abortion on demand. Now, you may be a little confused at that comment, but we will trust me, we will get into that a little bit later. But first, I want to get to what happened yesterday evening. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan posted a thread on the platform formerly known as Twitter. Now he called it the Amazon files in which he revealed subpoena documents showing Amazon caving to the Biden regime's pressure to censor certain books. So just for just for reference here, all right, last year In case you missed it, the House GOP GOP had already produced evidence showing that back in 2021, senior White House COVID-19 response team member Andy Slavitt had put intense amounts of pressure on both Twitter and Facebook for what they said was COVID-19 mis- and disinformation. Now, one, to be clear, one of these complaints was over a meme on Facebook, a meme. The other was over independent journalist Alex Berenson combing through facts and statistics that simply made the Biden regime look, I don't know, undesirable. And we can't have that. Always make the regime look good. That is rule number one if you are living in the free world right now. Damn the First Amendment. So it turns out that's not all they were doing. According to these subpoenaed emails, Amazon even faced an obscene amount of pressure from the feds to remove books that also perhaps made the Biden regime look undesirable or at least, you know, challenge the narrative that they were happily painting for the American public. So these newly released documents show the Biden regime, uh, COVID-19 lackey, Andy Slavitt, sent off this angry Karen email to Amazon back in 2021. He was like, who can we talk to about the high levels of propaganda and misinformation and disinformation of Amazon? okay, Karen, let me put you in touch with my manager. So he he continued, if you search for vaccines under books, I see what comes up. I haven't looked beyond that. But if that's what's on the surface, it's concerning. Happy to get briefed, but want to understand the data when we do. So he was concerned that when he went into Amazon and went to that text box and searched the term vaccines, he didn't like the book search results that he got back. And he's happy to get briefed on it as if it's any of his freaking business. Now, initially, Amazon made the decision not to do a, quote, manual intervention, not because they care about the First Amendment or these authors' rights to sell their books, but because it would be too visible and it might get the Fox News treatment, meaning, of course, conservative media would be all over it because it would be completely obvious what they were doing. But notes for a pre-brief discussion with the White House just a few days later show Amazon's top question was, quote, is the Biden administration asking us to remove books or are they more concerned about search results slash order or both? End quote. So clearly it was on Amazon's radar that the Biden regime was asking them to censor something. Now, another Note that was Amazon was feeling pressure from the White House to address the matter. Hmm. Well, I think we can safely assume how that discussion went between Amazon and the Biden regime because the very same day an internal email confirms Amazon enabled the do not promote option for what they called anti-vax books whose primary purpose is to persuade readers vaccines are... <gasps> unsafe or ineffective. Now, mind you, these are the very same people who call you and I book burners for asking, you know, if you could just stop showing my kids pornography in their school libraries, that would be really swell. I I just look, I I mean I mean no offense, I mean no harm. It's just that I don't want my 8-year-old learning about how to have gay anal sex, okay? No, you can't say that. If you say that, if you show up at a school board meeting and say, hey, please stop showing my child porn, you're called a far-right extremist book banner. You want to ban books. Now, forget about the fact that we aren't even asking for books to be removed from Amazon. We aren't asking for it to be removed from Barnes & Noble or wherever the hell someone wants to get their books. We just don't want it readily available to children when they are away from their parents at school. And that's not okay. That's not okay. But the government, the federal government, can ask a private company, I'm sorry, pressure a private company to remove certain books that don't align with the Biden regime's agenda. But I'm like, hey, if you could please not provide my child unfettered access to pornographic materials on my dime, by the way, because I pay for these schools, I I sure would gosh darn appreciate it. I mean, the things that you are called when you ask for something like that, I know because I've been called all of them, bigot homophobe, transphobe, all the phobes. We have to give the kids access to sexual content, as much sexual content as possible. Hell, put Playboy and Hustler in the elementary section. We wouldn't want to be accused of not being inclusive or diverse enough. More pornographic literature. These people are not serious people and they absolutely are the party of projection at every turn. Whatever they accuse you of doing, they are either already doing, already engaged in, or have plans to do so in the very near future. For all the talk that they say about book banning and book burning and we can't do that, they don't care about book banning. They just want to ban the books they don't like. They wanna censor doctors out of existence who don't tow their CDC expert line, who may have a dissenting opinion. I mean, imagine a doctor who perhaps could have had the same exact resume, right? Dr. A with the CDC went to the same med school, spent the same amount of time seeing patients and all of that, the same expertise. And you could have Dr. B who went to the same exact med school, uh, has the same experience, and perhaps has come to a different conclusion, who has a dissenting opinion. No, because there can be no dissent in Biden's America. We saw it with Facebook. We saw it with Twitter. And here, once again, we're seeing it with Amazon. And these, by the way, these are only the things we know about. Imagine how many more of these are hiding that we will never find out about. Imagine The conversations between the Biden regime and the YouTube CEO way back when in 2020, 2021, 2022, we will have no idea how deep it gets with the Biden regime pressuring these private companies. And this kind of thing is why it is so important to push back on these public-private partnerships in which the government feels comfortable, you know, just dropping a line to big tech, just... Calling up Facebook, hey, Twitter, um, just going to give you a little friendly suggestion that obviously is clearly never going to be perceived as a friendly suggestion because it's the freaking feds. Imagine if you are a business owner, the federal government calls you up and they're like, hey, this is just a suggestion, okay? I mean, we're not telling you to do it, but I we just feel very strongly that you should. Are you going to feel any pressure? These public-private partnerships where the government is, you know, investing in a vaccine made by a private company and then buying up all the doses from that private company before mandating that you have to take it in order to feed your family. No conflict of interest there. I won't say anything other than that because I don't want to get kicked off of YouTube. Book banning. Do not ever let them accuse you of doing that ever again. They don't care about the First Amendment. They don't care about freedom of speech. Do not let these people use morality against you because they have no morals. That's the point. They know you do, so they want to use it against you. They have none. None. When we come back, even some Of the cheerleaders for the traitorous border bill are already abandoning it because of all the intense pushback. They're like, I uh, totally agree. We hate that bill too. First, we want to uh, thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So I'm just saying elections in Taiwan, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, uh, Ukraine and Russia. Let's just say there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into our primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? It is not too late to diversify an old IRA you may have laying around or a 401k into gold and Birch Gold Group can help you do just that. As opposed to many other investments, gold thrives in times of uncertainty. Historically, that is a fact and it is an important part of diversifying your savings. So Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k that you've already got sitting around into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. It's not going to cost you a penny out of pocket. I have done business with Birch Gold uh, as recently as a few months ago. They made it very, very easy. It was a pleasure working with them. And um, look, I'm not a financial expert, but they are. So, I suggest that you go talk to the financial experts, see how they can help you. You can text the word Sarah to 989898 for a free information kit on gold. They will explain the process in this information kit. Again, it's no obligation, so there's no reason not to do it. Just read about it, okay? Learn what your options are. You can do that by texting the word Sarah to 989898. Welcome to the program, Chad Jackson. He is, of course, the co-producer of Uncle Tom. He is a researcher. And honestly, he's just way smarter than me, which is why I like to have him on. And um, Chad, I want to get to uh, what's going on, not just at the border, but our feckless leader's insistence that we pass a border security bill that basically does nothing for actual border security. So, of course, we've been talking about this bill uh, that was proposed that appears to be completely dead on arrival. It first and foremost gives $60 billion to Ukraine. It has a laundry list of, you know, $14 billion, I think it was, to Israel. Uh, and it goes all the way down the line, $118 billion total, but yet only Almost 20 billion goes to our own southern border, and most of that money, even so, is for more uh, Border Patrol processing, not necessarily enforcement of the laws that already exist. Oh, and by the way, they might shut the border down, but only when it hits 5,000 per day. So that's still 1.8 million illegal aliens entering this country every single uh, year. So. Show me where the border security actually is in that bill. But I want to play Speaker Johnson last night talking to Fox News about uh, the border and, of course, this poor excuse of a bill. Watch.
1: Here's my message to Senator Schumer. The American people are running the show here. We're the representatives of our constituents. The American people are on our side. They recognize This catastrophe has been disastrous for the country. Every state is a border state, and everybody knows it. I've been traveling the country, Laura, since I became Speaker of the House. I've been in 15 different states doing events. It doesn't matter whether I'm out West, in the Midwest, on Long Island, the Deep South, South Florida. The message is the same. It's the number one issue on the hearts and minds of the American people. We have to solve this crisis. And I'm gonna make this point again, because Senator Schumer isn't listening, apparently. The President of the United States has the authority right now to fix this crisis. He has broad executive authority under the under the federal statutes, and Chuck Schumer knows it, and President Biden knows it, and they refuse to use that. They could stop this. They could stop the flow immediately, but they don't want to. Uh,
0: of course he's correct. Now, it's been interesting to watch the turn of events because even one of the men who helped craft the bill himself, Mitch McConnell, all of a sudden is now advising Republicans in the Senate to oppose this border bill that he says is presented by the Democrats. Well, isn't that a fascinating turn of events? Cause you helped them write it. Right. You have James Lankford who went out and said, after touting this bill and saying this was a bipartisan victory. And you know, he helped, he helped author the bill. Then he was like, Oh, I didn't realize that it had money for Ukraine in there. I'm sorry. What? What do you mean you didn't realize it? It was the top of the freaking bill. It was the first priority in the bill was money to Ukraine. And you just didn't know. I'm sorry. I'm not buying that at all.
2: What do you think is his reason for the sudden flipping and flopping?
0: I think that these people have no actual values or morals. And somehow he thought that the American people wouldn't be bothered to read through it Mm. and find out what's actually in the bill. And he could be uh, hailed as some hero for solving the border crisis, even though it doesn't do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would agree. It's interesting to me when and first of all. I'm not, I'm nowhere near smarter than you. I mean. Oh, come on, (laughs) come on. I I would venture to say your IQ is significantly higher than mine. But, (laughs) um, you know, when it comes to the border in particular, what I see happening, you know, in the grand scheme of this is it's a sophistication of what we've seen happening for years Mm -hmm. in in the culture, Mm -hmm. namely this kind of globalization that we see taking place. I mean, if you look at the song, Imagine by John Lennon, this song, you know, tops I think number three on the Rolling Stone t- uh, top 10 songs ever you know, produced or what happened what Beatles. You. Yeah, uh, John Lennon. So you know this whole concept of imagine no country, imagine no borders, um, what we see happening in politics is a sophistication of this globalization that we see mm-hmm. happening around the, around the world and within our borders. And I think Chuck Schumer is doing within the political realm what we see happening on the cultural level if that makes yeah.
0: sense. Yeah, yeah, it's just and it's it's you know, squishy republicans just play right into these people's hands mm-hmm. because they want they they have good intentions mm-hmm. and they think to themselves, "Well, I want to work with them to actually do something to solve the problem. I I I I want to help. I came to Congress to help do something and that means cooperating with the other side." Well, the other side has no intentions. Of, of good, right? Like, it's always malintention. And so the other side now knows, they know that this doesn't do anything to solve the problem, but they also know that they can go out on onto social media and say, we gave Republicans a bipartisan bill and they refused to sign it. So who really wants to solve the problem at the border? And then they get to tout themselves as the good guys here. And those mean, nasty Republicans are just withholding the solution because they want to win at the polls, which, of course, if you read the bill, could not be further from the truth.
2: Yeah, I I agree 100 percent. And I think this is the reason why the word PSYOP has gained so much popularity over the past two years. Yeah because there there is a uniparty that we're dealing with of course on the left you have individuals who are completely radical but it seems as if those are on the so-called right um, are playing the same game but they're just placating the truer elements of conservatism here in this country placating us making sure that we don't really hold their feet to the fire as we should Yeah. Um, so Mitch McConnell to the point that you made earlier can say look uh, I stepped up against the bill when it really mattered But what was this business of you supporting it up into this? 11th hour, right?
0: Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean you were the uh, the brains behind it and boy If you've seen Mitch McConnell lately, you don't want (laughs) Mitch McConnell as the brains behind anything He's just gonna short-circuit he's gonna gonna freeze up and you're like, ah (laughs) Knock knock. Are you there? Oh good. You're just helping author a bill Um, so Obviously, it's also frustrating to watch the Biden administration act as if, you know, they their hands are tied unless we pass the bill. It's not like there are laws already on the books. The, the federal statute already gives the president the authority to do all of these things. And yet these people who are coming in here illegally literally are breaking the law mm-hmm. the second that they enter this country. Mm-hmm. So, of course because of lax policies of the Biden administration, they come in here thinking they are above the law. Right. Day one, minute one, second number one. So, of course, you would also expect when these people come in here thinking, hey, I can just break the laws and it's totally fine. The laws don't apply, apply to me. Here is, of course, the result of that. It's illegal immigrants uh, beating the crap out of New York Police Department police officers, Mm -hmm. just beating the crap out of them. Now, as you watch this, I want you to remember that Alvin Bragg, the district attorney for New York, uh, decided to release these men without bail. Wow. Yes. The same district attorney who wants to prosecute Donald Trump for bogus charges and the same district attorney who wants to prosecute people who used a fake vaccination card Mm -hmm. back when the covid vax cards were a thing. That same district attorney now wants to drop charges on actual violence. So. Kali, things are going great. What could possibly go wrong? We have all of these illegals, unvetted strangers coming into the country at the same time that we have, uh, you know, people having charges dropped, violent criminals right. having either charges dropped or getting released immediately only to go out and commit the same crimes. Feels like the walls are closing in on us a little bit.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. And and this is the exact kind of results that they that they want. They, the, the fact is these people, they benefit or capitalize on the chaos that ensues because they can then come in and push more policy that empowers the federal government all the more. Um, This is the kind of game that they've been playing for a long time. When it comes to being soft on crime, we've seen how this played out specifically in the inner city where there's even more crime in these heavily policed areas. I mean, having a police presence is one thing, but when those police hands are tied and they can't really do anything about crime, um, there's, it's just, Useless to even have them there to begin with. Uh, policy, law, and order is is very important, and when you tie the hands of our border ag- our border patrol agents, um, you're you're just begging for this chaos to ensue.
0: Now, <clears throat> we often talk um, here about you know it, I think that there's a common misconception with the average American who mm. is busy. Living their lives, raising their families, uh, going to their jobs, and they don't pay attention to the day-to day so much like we do. I think that there is a misconception that it's mostly uh, Mexicans or Latin Americans who are just coming into the country, and that's it. they're just they're just these from these poor Latin American countries just looking for a better life. Well, Chinese immigrants, Now, constitute the fastest growing group among illegal immigrants entering the United States. So, a lot of them have found instructions for hiring smugglers on TikTok. Of course, originating from China. That's where the platform is from. Uh, Some of them traveled from China to Ecuador, which doesn't require a visa for Chinese nationals before proceeding to Tijuana to meet smugglers. And of course, smugglers are this is a dream for them. This is an industry for them. They're paid four hundred dollars each to drive these Chinese nationals to a border fence 60 miles east of San Diego, where a four foot gap exists. So. I'm not great at geography, Chad, okay? (laughs) But like, that's not, they're not walking that journey is what I'm saying. Right. Um, We also have a problem with uh, CCP linked organizations, businesses, or Chinese nationals closely associated with the CCP buying up all of our land. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Huh. What do you think our Chinese overlords are going to do with us? once their whole plan comes to fruition.
2: I think we should all start learning Mandarin right now. Um, (laughs) I mean, this is crazy. And the thing is, once again, this is a step in the direction toward globalism. It just Mm -hmm. is. And the point that you make about your average American adult not having the time or the interest to look into this thing, um, you're absolutely right. But I think a question we must all ask ourselves is, does a nation have a right to be a nation? Right. And if the answer to that question is yes, then that means securing our border. That means being America first. That means all the things. Mm. Um, again, it goes back to the fact that in our schools and in the media, in this very inundative hegemonic way, we are all being indoctrinated to be globalists mm-hmm. And as such, Mm -hmm. this is why you have a a growing population, not just amongst liberals, but amongst young people who say, well, yeah, why can't we have an open border? We should all just get along and we're all the human race. Is that and a third? Well, again, does a nation have a right to be a nation? If the answer to that question is yes, we must do everything in our power to secure our border.
0: Yeah. I mean, imagine if you carried out that logic, that mentality for the state of Texas Mm -hmm. and Oklahoma. Right. Like, well, what is the point of that line on the map indicating a border if we're just not going to to use it as a border? Right. Where where would the jurisdiction lie right. if we just said ah, it's just a line on a piece of paper? It doesn't mean anything. I mean, there are serious ramifications of that in any sort of border situation. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I mean, you have to have sovereignty. Otherwise, what the hell is the point of this whole thing?
2: Right. Right. Was- There's
0: absolutely no point. Right. Um, All right. So let's go ahead and um, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about the breaking news today. The uh, with the D.C. appeals court in Donald Trump's, you know, one of his many indictments. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Jace Medical. So this past December, uh, drug shortages actually hit a record high and it as you can imagine, causes severe disruptions in medical treatments. I saw this myself. My older son was very, very sick and uh, I was given just a a paper uh, prescription because they were like, well, here you go. I'm going to prescribe this medicine that we can't find anywhere. It's not available anywhere, anywhere, but in case you find it, you're more than welcome to use this prescription and get it filled. And even drugs as important as the antibiotic amoxicillin are in short supply right now, along with, you know, just 294 others. So... If you don't want to be without when you need a medication the most, you need the Jace case. It's a personalized emergency kit. It contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And they're currently, they're always working to expand their medication offerings. They've added ivermectin. They have amoxicillin. And trust me, strep is going around right now. You don't want to be caught with strep throat without any amoxicillin you would be in, in the danger zone. So make sure you get one for your home, for your family. Plus you can get a gift card for for your, you know, maybe you have adult family or loved ones that have, you have grandchildren and want to make sure that they are prepared. They can get a Jace case with a gift card of their own and personalize it to their needs. Just make sure that you're empowered to care for yourselves and your loved ones. Go to jacemedical.com, enter promo code Sarah at checkout for a discount. Remember, there's no H, it's just an unnecessary letter. That is J-A-S-E-Medical.com. promo code Sarah. The Federal Appeals Court ruled that Donald Trump did not have presidential immunity in the January 6th and 2020 election cases. This was a three judge panel from the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. And now that you know where they're from, I'm sure that you're shocked to hear that they rejected these three separate immunity arguments that were made by Trump's legal team. Now, he is expected to appeal the case to the Supreme Court, but the appeals court judges said that for the purposes of this criminal case... Trump had become, quote, citizen Trump, end quote, without the executive immunity that protected him while in office. And just as a reminder, the judge, Tanya Chutkin, who is overseeing the case, suspended the trial start date of March 4th. Uh, They paused that back in December, pending an appeal against Trump's motion to dismiss based on the presidential immunity. So the Supreme Court had previously declined to fast track the immunity claim case, While the appeals court heard the case, now we expect it to go to the Supreme Court. Uh, But this is just, you know, as we're talking about all of these illegal immigrants beating the crap out of police officers whose whose job it is to serve and protect this country Um, as we, we were just talking about all of this all of the crime that's taking place in our inner cities that they have their legal cases dropped we're talking about all of that and yet this man 91 indictments and out of all of these 91 indictments I still I go through all of them and I'm like Wait, so what is what what is the what's the argument for actually committing the crime? Because I just don't see it. It's not there. Right. And now these radicals in the courts in the District of Columbia get to decide Donald Trump's fate. But don't worry, Chad, I'm sure they will be very impartial.
2: Yeah, it's crazy to me because, you know, on the one hand, you have a lot of conservatives who are saying, well, this is good. Bring on more indictments because it only you know drives up the base all the more. But for me, you know, as someone who studied quite extensively Soviet Union propaganda and agitation, uh, taking someone who is a so-called leader and martyr, you know, mm-hmm. making them a martyr either by going to jail or killing them or what have you, um, what the Soviets have realized is that this is a tried and true way of radicalizing the masses uh, for whatever purposes you see fit. And so it only makes me wonder, um, you know, what is this whole business of turning Trump into a martyr um, leading up to the 2024 election? Is there more conspiracy at play within the courts? Of course, I'm not claiming that, but it does make me wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, have you thought about that at all? Or
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I just I do think that because you keep going, why are they going after him? Mm-hmm. You, I mean. You gotta believe that it's just going to bolster, you know, his popularity. You gotta believe that it's just going to bolster his poll numbers. So then it it leads you down the path of, oh, this could just be intentional because they want him to be the nominee. At which point they will then, of course, do their best to put him in prison.
2: It went for the so-called Trump base to act irrationally, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's a Fed operation or, or whatever. It just seems very peculiar to me. We know that Joe Biden preferred. Trump to mm-hmm. be his opponent as opposed to someone like a Ron DeSantis or, or Vivek, although right. I'm, I think Vivek is a psyop, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but again, when I look at this and I see how throughout the 20th century, this agitation and propaganda, uh, which existed uh, for the purpose of once again, radicalizing the masses
0: mm-hmm.
2: insofar that they would push for legislation that will, in a sense, empower the federal government all the more at the expense of the freedom and the rights of the American people. um, It seems to me that what we see unfolding before our very eyes is in keeping with that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, because, you know, we talk about this a lot on this show, but when Donald Trump said, it's. They're not coming after me. They're mm-hmm. coming after you. I'm just standing in the way. I, I, he was just so dead on. Right. Everything we're seeing, it's like every day you see a new news story that comes out about someone who has conservative views, who is being punished. They're weaponizing the federal government mm-hmm. at every single level in every single department against pro-life protesters Mm -hmm. against someone who went and was waved in by Capitol Police uh, into the Capitol on January 6th, who Mm -hmm. was given a guided tour and was completely, uh, completely nonviolent, left on their own accord. And then later is like, oh, I'm facing prison charges for decades of my life. I mean, they are weaponizing themselves at every single level, which Of course, if they're going to do it to uh, an ex-president of the United States, they're going to do it to you. Why wouldn't they?
2: 100%. Um, When I look at politics in America, I think that Barry Goldwater is one of the greatest senators this country has ever produced. But what did the media and the left do to him? They basically slanderized him as a... Ultra conservative, a bigot and all the things that he wasn't. This man supported 12 civil rights bills before the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which he said rightly is unconstitutional. But he told his so-called base not to act irrationally. Mm. It's because they're going after me. My hope is that Trump would do the same thing. Look, yes, all these indictments are bogus. Yes, they're, you know, they're a huge nothing burger, but the whole purpose is to get you all to act irrationally. Don't act irrationally. Make sure you're the adults in the room. That's my hope as far as Trump's rhetoric is concerned. Um, but when I look at the fact that he put so many people around him who do not mean him or the country well mm-hmm. in his first term, it it begs a, a degree of concern for me as to how he would, as, how he will deal with these indictments moving closer to the 2024 election.
0: Now, look, um, <clears throat> I... Primary has been a wild ride because I get accused of, you know, when Ron DeSantis was in the uh, still in the running, I was like called a DeSantis shill because I think he's a great governor and I think he had a great track record. And I think that he would have been an amazing president. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also really love aspects of Donald Trump. And Mm -hmm. so I was I just it was like every day I was like, well, but I can't decide. And um, Donald Trump I will criticize when I believe that he needs criticism, mm-hmm. but I I will give credit where credit is due. He did, in the moment, at the time, tell his supporters on January sixth, for instance, to peacefully and patriotically sure make did. their voices heard at the Capitol. That is all that he said, right. and you know that they knew that from the beginning. This was the plan. Mm-hmm. To scream about insurrection and use the insurrection word to later discredit him from running again. You had to know that that was part of the plan when they eliminated his ability to prove what he said because they removed him from all of social media. Right. 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 I mean, that was when it all went down. And so you couldn't go back and read what Donald Trump had said on that very day. You mm-hmm. couldn't go back and see anything that he had said because they removed your ability to do it. They scrubbed every single mm-hmm. thing that he had said online from the Internet. Facts. So you could not see that he told his supporters to be peaceful.
2: Right. He sure did. He sure did. Um, and he did. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. This is verifiable. Um, but my argument is that, once again, as we get closer and closer to November, um, and these indictments keep rolling in and yeah. the courts keep acting as they do. Uh, when we go back to January 6th, the people who showed up minus the feds were genuine in their frustration because you had, you had credible evidence of foul play going on in the election, but the media ignored it. The courts ignored it. Every, you know, everybody ignored it, but we all knew that something crazy was going on. And so a lot of people out of frustration, kind of took matters into their own hands. Mm -hmm. There was no insurrection. That's not a thing that happened in real life, even though the media spins it as that and continue to do so to this very day. Uh, But my, as I look at, you know, moving closer and closer to November, as these indictments keep rolling in, as the media keeps doing what they're doing, as the courts keep doing what they're doing and the politicians and the pundits, uh, my, I guess what I'm wondering is if this will kind of brew a kind of frustration among certain elements of conservatives to where they might act irrationally mm-hmm. um and even with that i'm kind of torn because You know at some point you do need to you do need to act violently But yeah. when is that point?
0: I, I completely agree and <laughs> that's know? that's a, a, a conversation that I, I think that people are very startled by that By that uh, statement, which is absolutely true. And I have actually said it before on Mm -hmm. my show of just like the founding fathers gave explicit instructions for this. They sure did. And it was that you there is a certain point in which you should overthrow your government. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not advocating that right now, but it does need to be a conversation Mm -hmm. that we need to say, well, okay, where is that line? Right. Where is that line? We
2: need to be wise and prudent. Yes. We, we do, but we need to take action when action needs to be taken, just like with the border. Yes. If the state's not doing anything yes. and the federal government's not doing anything, then it's up to the militias and to the people to take action to protect our, our border. Right. Um, but thankf- thankfully, you know, Greg Abbott, you know, had some wit come back to him, some senses come back to him to where he's now doing more at the border uh, to where, you know, a lot of us men don't really need to go down there, but in the, in the occasion that the state and the federal government's dropping the ball. We do need to take matters into our own hands So there's a time and there's a season for everything under the sun, right? Yeah, um, but my hope is that Until we get there we act wise and prudently
0: yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. that, that may be asking too much in 2024, <laughs> Chad, I don't know. Um, all right when we come back I want to talk about joe biden. This is going to be news to you guys. He says he is not for abortion on demand. We'll see if that matches up with uh, his actual rhetoric. First, we want to thank our sponsor Relief Factor. So look, if you are one of millions of Americans, you just live in constant pain and think this is the way it is now. I'm, I'm a little bit grumpy with my kids and my spouse because I'm just living with this nagging pain. Um, it doesn't have to be that way, actually. So uh, there is something that works and it's not going to leave you feeling drowsy or loopy like, you know, those heavy duty pain medications do. Don't, use that try relief factor. It has helped millions of people in their daily lives by getting them out of pain. It's helped me. It's helped Glenn Beck. It's helped so many people just in this building. And what it is, it's all natural. It's 100% drug free, which I know a lot of you men. Yes, Chad, I said it. I'm going to be sexist. (laughs) A lot of you men out there think, well, if it's all natural, it's not going to work. No, actually, it really does. And in fact, Over a million people have tried Relief Factor's quick start kit. 70% of them have gone on to order it again. That's how many people it's working for. So the odds are in your favor. It will work for you. And it comes with a feel better or your money back guarantee. So you can know that you are not going to be out of pocket if it doesn't. So you've got nothing to lose but your pain, guys. You can go to relieffactor.com. Go get that three-week quick start over at (laughs) relieffactor.com. One of the main criticisms uh, that I think the left receives for their stances, their radical stances, is the criticism of their stance on abortion. Um, Years ago, many years ago, when I was, you know, in college, which was an eternity ago, let me tell you, I... Was not very heavily invested into like the whole abortion issue, um, and this is not for those of you who have watched, you know, used to watch the news and why it matters. Longtime viewers, this is this shouldn't come as a shock because I've mentioned this several times before. But the way that the left took this so far really radicalized me on the issue um, because at first I was like, I mean, I'm very un- I'm very, I'm very libertarian. I'm very uncomfortable with the government having a say, and then I was like. Oh, you guys are pushing for actual yeah. fully formed babies to yeah. just be killed in the womb and yeah, evacuated decided. dead. Like that that's not okay. Right. And then I started actually doing research and learning and I was completely radicalized on the issue. So, um it's been fascinating to watch the left just unabashedly say we support abortion up until the point of birth no exceptions. Now, Joe Biden is backtracking a little bit and he's I mean, not really, but he's he's saying, I'm not for abortion on demand. But then he follows it up with this. Watch.
2: <laughs> By the way, I love how Trump is now saying abortion on
0: demand. Not true. That's not the appropriate way to it. It's
1: in the three times. Not a word.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, there's there's that's why it's called try. There's only three trimesters, which (laughs) would be abortion on demand because once you hit that third trimester, the end of that is birth.
2: Right. Right.
0: And you're either birthing the baby alive or you're birthing the baby dead because it does have to go through the vaginal canal. Yeah. But don't worry, he's not for abortion on demand. It's just the three ho- whole trimesters that he is for abortion.
2: No, these folks are definitely for infanticide. I mean, they've they they they've said it since 73, whenever the Supreme Court made the decision. Um, and this is why every year we have a March for Life, because it's mm-hmm. important. This, this issue is that important. And so what he did right there, and God bless him, you know, he... <laughs> The thing is... Really?
0: <laughs> I don't know if I'm willing to co-sign on that statement, but you're a better person than me, Chad. <laughs> um, that was more of a, ble- oh, bless his heart. Yeah, bless his heart. Bless it's a, his heart. It's a, it's a
2: Texan thing. Yeah, Um, But, you know, when it comes to what he said, this is what Marxists often do. Uh, they kind of skew the language mm-hmm. enough to neuro or er, to psychologically justify mm-hmm. sin to mm-hmm. psychologically justify the unjustifiable mm-hmm. if i can make it look like not that like not as bad as it actually is right. then we can you know make room for it within the overton window what is right and what is wrong and so i'm not so much perplexed and bewildered with Joe Biden, as much as I am the people who this thing actually works on, mm. who they convince themselves, yeah, because Joe Biden said it, or yeah, because Planned Parenthood said it, or yeah, because some celebrity said it. It's not actually infantis, It's not actually killing a, an, a, hum- a human being or an individual. It's just abortion or reproductive rights reproductive or health care. You know, it's just in the third trimester. It's not, you know, f- a full on like demand. human being. Right. So
0: that's the last try. There's no more. That's yeah. the last trimester.
2: It comes down to semantics and rhetoric is really what it comes down to, but it's all the same thing. Sin is sin is sin. Evil is evil is evil. You know, killing is killing is killing.
0: And I I mean, I'm just curious, if you are for abortion in all three trimesters, why not wear that with a badge of honor? Why not just say... Yes, I am for abortion on demand. I mm. do think that it should be readily available through all three trimesters. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why? Why not? Because they know at the end of the day, this isn't a cantaloupe. It's, of course, a tiny human that right. you are advocating uh, to just be killed because the mother, I don't know, finds it inconvenient or whatever. So it's just it's been fascinating to watch them do that. You brought up reproductive rights, reproductive health care. I can't think of one other instance that we use the term health care. Right. When we, when we literally mean the intention behind every single abortion is the death of a human. Right. That's the intention, that's the goal. Yeah. But we call it healthcare.
2: Well, I, I'll take it a step further. I reject the term healthcare altogether mm. because healthcare is something that you do, whether it be by eating right or working out or whatever the case may be, that's what healthcare is. What we mean to say is medical care. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a doctor or a physician um, basically using their medical... Uh, profession to render aid to you. That's, those are two different things. So, you know, with Obama being the healthcare president and all the things, again, all this boils down to semantics and, and, and rhetoric when at the end of the day, it's a push for an expanded government on the one hand and calling good evil on the mm-hmm. other or I'm sorry evil good evil. on the other yeah so.
0: evil good and good evil um so on that note real quick here sage published sage publishing has retracted three major scientific studies critical of abortion pills just weeks before the supreme court is set to hear arguments on the availability of these drugs now the retraction uh is it follows you're never gonna guess One reader's complaint, a single reader's complaint alleging misleading data and a conflict of interest with authors affiliated with the pro-life organization, the Charlotte Lozier Institute. Now, uh, the authors are saying this retraction is BS. It's obviously politically motivated to discredit our research. And two of these retracted studies published in 2021 and 2022 found a 500 percent spike in emergency room visits following chemical abortions. A 500 percent spike. So ask yourself, do do these people who claim to be the advocate of women and females? I'm sorry, what is a woman? We still don't know. (laughs) But we claim to be advocates for them. Do these people really care that much about women? No. If they are willing to put them in harm's way just so that they can take a pill at home to kill their baby, a 500 percent spike. But they have no problem writing a prescription for you and handing it off so that you can go uh, kill your baby in the comfort and privacy of your own home because they don't care about life at all. Whether it be women or children or babies in the womb or I don't know. They might they might care more about illegal aliens uh, than they do about any of us average Americans. But it's just been so sickening to watch them pretend to have this faux concern for women and women's rights when they are literally making them less safe. All right. uh, We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Donald Trump has uh, begun talking about debating Joe Biden for, of course, what will be the general election matchup. And Joe Biden was asked by a reporter if he would debate Donald Trump. Um, here's his response. Here. Donald
2: Trump's going to be ready to debate you right now. Do you accept? Send <laughs> it <laughs>
0: like on radio. I want
2: to immediately. Immediately? Yes. Uh-huh. Will you debate him? If I him, I'd want to debate me too.
0: those of you who couldn't tell what he said because he's mr mumblesworth he said if i were him i'd want to debate me too what
2: (laughs) maybe this was a freudian slip uh or perhaps he tried to do what ronald reagan did back in the 80s whenever he was criticized by his opponent about his old age and he basically made a joke to flip it back on him Perhaps that was what he was trying to do, but it just failed. <laughs> just
0: I just don't think so, Chad. <laughs> he's bringing up people who have been dead for like 40 years and right. saying, I just met with that guy the other day. He's he's had to, way too many uh, oopsies right. for me to believe that that was anything other than Joe Biden in the middle of a senile moment yeah. because he has no idea where he's at at any given point in time. Yeah, Which, mean, can you imagine him on the debate stage with Trump?
2: Right, but but... <laughs> that would be a bloodbath. But, I mean, him saying that, again, it was a moment of honesty and understanding his cognitive decline. So I'll give that to him.
0: If I were him, I'd want to debate me too. (laughs) Yeah, we know. That's, yes, that's the point.
2: (sighs) Stream
1: and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.